Wine and Shine Podcast, Episode 10. It's that honey taste, and I just don't like it. This, I'm like, mmm, I'm eating gingerbread nutmeg cookies. Are this a thing? I don't know. <laughs> Made one thing now. I'm gonna make it now. I'm gonna look up a recipe. I'm Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Wine and Shine podcast. We are at episode 10. And today, Liz and I are going to be talking about New Year's resolutions. So right now, we are less than a week away from Christmas. And by the time this episode airs, we are going to be rolling right up to New Year's Day. Um, And I know Liz and I have been talking a lot about what our goals are for 2017. And just as we're closing up this year, where we really want to see ourselves grow and um, achieve throughout this next year. Definitely. And I think we are kind of on the trend. And we started this last year with maybe maybe resolutions, which is what I'm sure a lot of our listeners are already thinking about, you know, what what am I going to do next year? What's the big thing? We've been talking a lot about maybe that's not the way to go. Maybe we want to have something bigger and more achievable that keeps us motivated throughout the year instead of having us, you know, peter out by March. Yeah. And more related on an overarching theme, instead of saying, these are my 10 or 15 goals that I need to achieve by the end of the year, kind of putting more of an umbrella term over our goals for 2017. Because I think a lot of times we get really upset or disappointed in ourselves when we don't achieve all of these specific, you know, nitty gritty goals we've laid out for ourselves. And then at the end of the year, we look back and we think, oh, well, what have we done? Or, well, I didn't achieve this. I'm a failure, you know? So I think being a little bit more gracious with ourselves and coming up with, I don't know, big picture ideas instead of such tiny concrete goals for ourselves. Definitely. Well, I know one thing I'm not resolving, Hmm. and that is to give up wine. Because we got two (laughs) glasses sitting in front of us right now. Sorry, that's not happening. Yeah. (laughs) Alcohol is going to stay on the list for January 2017. Uh, So today we are drinking, it's called Winter Red, and it's from Cooper's Hawk. Did you pick it because of the bottle? Because it's a beautiful bottle. It is. It has trees and falling snow. It's a spiced red. And I wonder if it's similar to the other spiced we had a few I, weeks ago. I bet it is. We're on the Christmas wine, you know, theme right now because it's almost tis Christmas. Yeah, tis the season. We said that last podcast. <laughs> oh God. Tis the season. And it's my theme. To be jolly. <laughs> All right, let's give it a try. I like it better Ooh. than the other spiced wine we had. The other one reminded me a lot of mead. I remember saying like a honey mead. Mm-hmm. This one, it's not as sweet, I don't think. No, and it definitely has more of kind of like a cinnamon gingerbread taste to it to me. I'm just drinking it like it's Kool-Aid right now because it's, it it's tastes, that drinkable. It does. It tastes kind of, it's like a candy wine. It's good. Very good for Christmas. I don't know. You told me, this is a dumb question, but Cooper's Hawk is not just in Columbus, right? No. There's Cooper's Hawks everywhere. Yes. Well, I don't know about everywhere, but I know someone in Virginia 
that's their favorite place to go eat. So okay. I assume they're not coming to Columbus. <laughs> so we got a Cooper's Hawk in Columbus. We know there's one in Virginia. Confirmation on Virginia. I'm sure we could Google and find the real answer for you if there are more. I wonder if they ship their wines. You might Probably. Could order them. You could. You feel so compelled. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good restaurant, actually. And they have wine tastings once a month. They also have a wine, a wine club. Are you in there? Which, club? no, but my neighbor John is, and he gave me this wine from his wine club. He got it because he's part of the wine club. Hmm. I really, really like it. And I would drink this on Christmas day all day. What was it with the other one that didn't float your boat, but this one does? I'm curious. I think the other one had too much of a honey taste. And this one has more of spice taste? a spice taste. Yeah. And I have you ever had mead before? Yeah, I remember it being really strong. Yeah, it just was strong and it's that honey taste and I just don't like it. This, I'm like, mm, I'm eating gingerbread nutmeg cookies. Are those a thing? I don't know. <laughs> Made one thing now. I'm going to make it now. I'm going to look up a recipe. Well, what are we going to rate this on Vivino? I want to rate it a four. Oh, I really enjoy it. High rating tonight. Now we should note, this is, I think... You can serve this warm. The mulled wines are often served heated. Yeah. Ours is not. It actually says, warming instructions. Use a crock pot, stove top, or mug in the microwave to bring your wine to a simmer. Do not boil, in all caps. All the fun. Oh, do not boil. <laughs> all the fun. All wine. the fun out of your wine. <laughs> I was like stopping the sentence there. Do not boil all the fun out of your wine. See, Zach made the one that we had before heated. He had a heated version. I just had it regular. And I'm not a fan of the warm. Maybe that's off-putting. Maybe I wouldn't like it if it was warm. TBD. Yeah. I don't know. It's good now. But yeah, it's good, guys. Winter Red from Cooper's Hawk. Google it. Order it. Maybe you have a Cooper's Hawk in your hometown. Maybe you live in Virginia. I don't know. (laughs) But... Grab this wine because it's pretty tasty and I'm sure your family will love it on Christmas. <laughs> it should be noted that Nina is employed by Cooper's Hawk. <laughs> Not at all an employee of Cooper's Hawk, receiving actually. Receiving commission for <laughs> stellar advertisement. <laughs> yeah. Be thankful, Cooper's Hawk. Okay, do you want to get into our topic for today? Yeah, so I'm going to start with a little history lesson because before we... Nerd. Oh, I know. I would it's, never have thought of this, but she would. Look, it's only two bullet points Do it. Have do it this. to it. Give us a lesson. I was curious as to how long people have been pressing the reset button at the beginning of every year. And it turns out that the Babylonians 4,000 years ago and more were doing New Year's resolutions. Now they were doing theirs in March because of changes in the year, Mm -hmm. science and other things. I like that you just say science. (laughs) You (laughs) know, all those old civilizations having different calendars. They say technically (laughs) Jesus was born in July or some summer months. Like all that, the calendars are all mixed up. Okay. I'm not a history major. This is like drunk <laughs> history, but that is funny. Um, Somebody's going to hop on and be like, you guys are getting all of this wrong. Stop talking. All right. Look, keep I going. went to the historychannel.com. I assume that's a reputable source. I'm proud of you. Now, the Babylonians, like we do, <laughs> they would make promises to their gods in order to get in their good graces and start the new year off with good luck. So... We kind of so that's what started this tradition. I mean, that's I feel like that's really the reason we all kind of make goals is because we're trying to maybe I mean some people might be trying to please their God 
But I feel like a lot of people are kind of just trying to please themselves. They're like, this is the year I'm going to get it right. I swear. Yeah. No who you're telling it yeah, to. Yourself, someone else. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, these are the things I'm going to do. I'm going to achieve them. I'm putting it out there into the world. And there's somebody or something that's listening and they're going to help me achieve, achieve these tasks. Yes. So that's your history lesson for today. I love it. Well, so historically, going speaking off of, of history, <laughs> speaking of history, what historically have you done for your resolutions? Mine is have been lose weight every year for all eternity. I think that's probably 95% of women's goals, like yes. since the age of 12. And what's funny is that I would say in any given year, typically it's a yo-yo. That's mm-hmm. how I've my weight has always fluctuated. I have, I can look at a brownie and gain 85 pounds. Oh my gosh, exaggeration. Well, maybe, maybe a smidge. But I mean, it's never, there's never been a year where I set out to do the resolution and then got it right. And that was the year of tremendous weight loss. I think that even when we've lost weight, you always have a goal about how you want your body to change. Because I, same thing with me. I historically think every single year I've done some sort of weight loss goal or some sort of toning goal. Like this is the year where I'm going to have abs or this is the year where I'm not going to have- The year of the ab. Yeah, the year (laughs) of the ab. This is the year that I'm going to have more arm muscles and I'm going to have, you know, I, we always have to- judge our appearance. And I think that's, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably on 99% of everybody's list has something to do with how they look. Well, there is something to be said for being able to quantify your goal. And I think that's why people are drawn to weight loss goals because you can say, I want to lose X amount of pounds. It's really easy to measure. Things like I want to be healthier. I want like vague goals like that aren't as easy for people to be like, aha, see, I did it. Yeah. So maybe that's why we're drawn to like really specifics about my, this, my arms are going to look great or I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Because we like to be able to see the product or be able to say yes or no, it happened or not. Right. And have no like gray area. Gosh, we're so annoying that things have to be so black and white all the time. You know, we never have this gray like space where things are allowed to just be. Yes, you and Zach should have a conversation about that. Really? He's Does he talk like, about that all the time? Yes, he's like, Liz, everything's a spectrum. And I'm like, no, it's yes or no. <laughs> you know, that's it. My therapist would tell you, and he tells me, so maybe that's where I got this from. I don't know. But we need to stop putting things in black and white. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, yes, now I look like this. And no, I look like that. Or yes, I've achieved this. Right. There's, we live in this gray area and we're so uncomfortable in the gray area, but that's our life. Our life is like this mix of good and bad Mm -hmm. and happy and sad. And we're never, like if we're in one extreme or the other, those are the extremes that aren't going to last for more than a short amount of time. You can't ever be in one extreme, like happy. You can't be completely in this like, state of happiness all the time and never feel sadness. And you can't be completely sad all the time. It's just, that's not how we're built. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Those, those specific things. Cause that's more, that's easier for me to relate to. I think that we don't like the gray a lot of times because it's open for interpretation. Exactly. And anyone can view that the way they want to. And we like, we like knowing and solid answers. Yeah. But you know what happens when we have solid answers? We disappoint ourselves. Like, This is why we said in the beginning, 
I think this year should be the year that we strive to do these umbrella themes Mm -hmm. or these umbrella targets, if that makes sense. Because what happens is if I put down that I want to weigh... 110 pounds. This is a year for me to weigh 110 pounds, but then I don't achieve that goal. Well, then I'm disappointed. But what if I say, this is the year where I'm going to make steps towards improving my weight loss. And then you lose some weight. And then all of a sudden, like your reward trigger goes off in your brain. You're like, I did it. You know, I didn't. that goal. Yeah, exactly. I think that last year, for example, I wrote down probably 25 goals. And I don't even remember what they are. See, that's too many. I don't know. I think. Yeah, I think it was. I can't keep track of 10 goals, let alone 25. I don't even remember what they are, though, is my point. I mean, I wrote all these goals down. I need to go back and find that journal because I don't even know if I achieved them or not. Did you write down your goals last year? Last year was such... I know last year was the first year I toyed with having an overarching theme. And I'm not going to lie. Last year was such a whirlwind for me personally, that I, I ditched that very soon. <laughs> like I was like, I ain't got time to worry about this this year. It, last year was kind of a, a dud. How often do you think we hold on to our New Year's resolutions through February? And then they just slowly die off into March, April, May. Well, you remember when we would go to the gym together. Oh, remember? yeah. Yep. Because start of the year, we'd go to class and there'd be like- No parking. Nowhere to park. <laughs> class is full. Yeah. And we're like, oh, here it is. And then by, I would say by end of February, it was, things were back to normal. Right. So everyone's kind of, I would say that's most people get through those first couple months and then keep it going. Well, and I think what happens is you do something to disappoint yourself. You think mm-hmm. I didn't make it to class this day, or I'm not losing any weight, or I'm not making these goals. And then we as humans get upset and down. And instead of kind of pushing to make it better, we shut down and we quit. And so that makes me think there's probably something with this New Year's resolution thing that we maybe need to change because how many people really achieve their New Year's resolutions? I never hear anyone. No one's telling me if they are. Yeah, that's true. Let us know if you achieved your New Year's resolution. We'd love to know. But I personally don't know anyone that's announced it to me. So I think... We, by giving up, I think it's a protection mechanism. It's a defense. Because if you don't try, then you're not going to disappoint yourself. Right. And and you, then when other people ask you about it, you know, you have like a defense, an excuse, something to, oh, I gave that up. I quit that. Because it wasn't, you know, X, Y, Z. You come up with reasons and justify it. That's why I really am coming to think that writing down specific goals really isn't the best idea because it just like offers you up to being disappointed in yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think that we need to really focus on like a life mantra. What if we have a yearly mantra and that's what we're going to choose to kind of fill every little other goal underneath? Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I think one of the things that we can do right now and that I would encourage other people to do is... Before you get started, you know, the grass is always greener. Before you get started looking ahead to what was, you know, what are you going to do next year that's so awesome? I think it's important to take a step back and look at last year Mm -hmm. and ask yourself what went well, what didn't go well. And so you can use that year in review and the lessons that you've learned to shape what you'll do next year. So I I think we definitely need to examine the past. So I'll put this on you because I love to ask you questions. Mm. What went well for you? What was your 2016 accomplishment or accomplishments that you're proud of? 
I feel like I started the journey towards my self-care practices in 2016. I think that we all know my huge story is me dealing with anxiety throughout this past year, kind of worse that I've ever experienced before in my life. And I think it was meant to happen. And it really showed me that I had been not listening and caring to my body and my stress for so many years. And it was kind of a sign. And it was a time for me to kind of sit back and say, it's this is the year for you to really listen to your body and listen to yourself. And I feel like I've really started the journey off. I mean, it's not complete. It's something that I actually want to continue into 2017. But if I really think about it, that's where this podcast came out of too. Mm -hmm. And I'm really proud of that from 2016. I'm having a really awesome time with it. I don't know. It's because I'm here. Yeah, it's because you're great. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. What are you proud of from 2016? So I'm not a risk taker. And I think you know that about me. I'm a pretty uh, play it safe sort of person. And I think a lot of that stems from you know, not believing in my own capabilities. Um, It's really easy to just kind of fly under the radar and do everything well, but not like talk about it or or want people to see it. So this year I quit my job. You did. I did. I forgot all about that. And I did it. You know, a lot of people quit their job because they're miserable and, you know, whatever the reasons are. I, I quit because there was an opportunity and I wanted to take a chance. Like I don't take chances in my life ever, but there was something that there was my boss that I really believed in. I believed in the model of her business and what she was doing. And I wanted to be a part of it because I know it's going to be really special. So I also took a risk. I think this podcast, I'm I'm not one to like put my face out there, mm-hmm. my name out there. I don't I mean, people that follow us on Instagram probably don't see my face very often because I'm like, keep a low profile. Mm-hmm. Um, so me actually doing this and and putting my thoughts out there and being vulnerable, like that's brave. So I know there are small steps and it's not anything like, I fought for women's equality and you know, nothing like crazy, but I'm doing my part to be brave and step outside my comfort zone. I think that's a good point that you even said that because you were even trying to defend why your little goals were something that should be... Yeah, see, I do it all the time. You know, should be glorified. You know, they are. Like every little goal should be recognized. I feel like our brains are so wired to think negatively. Even when you were trying to come up with all of these positive things you were doing, your brain was yeah, still like I know. interjecting like, oh, well, but th- you know, you didn't do all these huge things that you could have but done. But I did what I could do. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm- On that point, I really think it's good to remember as we go into this new year that your brain is always going to be wired to think a little bit on the negative side. And I think that if we're all at least aware of that going in, um, we can kind of start to switch it a little bit. So instead of getting down or thinking, I didn't make this goal or I'm never going to make this goal or whatever. So instead going into this year, think about what you are going to achieve. Think about all of the little things and cherish them. One thing I, on that note, kind of how we're talking about, we tend to downplay our own accomplishments. Um, like your story that you're telling me, I don't know how much you personally think, I'm not trying to like love you and give you compliments right now, but I'm going to. So (laughs) I don't know how much you think about your 
growth in terms of your self-care practices here. But like, if you remember, Gatlinburg was November. Yes. November. Yeah. What, two months before the start of the year. Uh-huh. And like, I don't mean to be mean, but you were, <laughs> I've never, I was worried for you because yeah. I was like, I've never seen Nina this upset. A mess? I've never seen, like, I didn't know what to do because I'm like, wait, this is my job. <laughs> I'm supposed to do this. Well, I know. And that's the thing is I feel like I had kept my cool for such a long time and didn't acknowledge that I had all of this stress and anxiety and worry inside of me. I just didn't acknowledge it. I let it build up and build up. And then one day on a trip to Gatlinburg with all of my friends, it exploded. I exploded in the car and was like, hey guys, I think I'm having my first panic attack. So um, we might need to pull the car over. I was a mess. But then afterwards, taking a step back, I realized all of the things that happen in our lives are meant to happen for a reason. And that moment could have done two things to me. It could have really defeated me. It could have made me go more introverted into myself. It could have made me even more anxious. But instead there was like something inside of me that was like, no, I need to use this and I need to get better. Like I need to focus on myself. Something's not right here. And I could think of 2016 as the year that I had my first panic attack, or I could think of it as the year that I decided to take a step into my personal growth. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think one thing that I would recommend to our listeners is like, I can see, judging from this conversation, what I'm picking up on is that I can see your, your accomplishments in a way that you maybe don't as, as much and vice versa. So maybe at the end of the year, kind of as you're reflecting on what you've done right this year and maybe what you would like to improve on, turn to a best friend or a spouse or a, a mother, you know, any other family member and say- Or you your know, cat. Or Like we talked cat. about in episode. So nice. Now your cat can't talk back. <laughs> um, but ask them, you know, someone that will give you honest feedback. Like, what did you see? Like, this is what I kind of wanted to do. Like, what journey did you see me take last year? Because it's really hard, I think, for us to get a good idea of our actions from an outsider's perspective, from the world's perspective. And we're always so much more harsh on ourselves mm -hmm. than, than the outside eye. That's actually a phenomenal idea. And I think we should put it into practice right now. I feel like we should all get together with one person, write down our goals if you choose to continue with goals or your life mantra for the year or your umbrella theme for the year. Sit down with a friend go over them and say, these are the things I want to do. These are the things you want to do. And then keep each other accountable mm -hmm. and keep each other like on check and say- And ask about it. Right. You know, when you get coffee, say like, hey, how's it going with your self-care practice? Like, I know that's important to you. And then if you're that person and someone tells you like, oh, you know, not well, be the person that lifts them up and keeps them on track. Not like, oh, well, you said blah, blah, blah. But give them the encouragement to- keep that up throughout the year. I think that we all need a buddy. And Everybody life. needs a buddy. Yeah, you know how they say people work out better in pairs? When you have a workout buddy, you have more motivation to go to your class. You have somebody to hang out with while you're there. You have somebody to hold you accountable when you don't want to go to check in with you. How, like, 
your weight loss goals, your eating habits. That's like my, that's the whole reason I got this new app I told you about. It's called Rise. And I send my pictures Mm -hmm. of everything I eat to a certified nutritionist. And I had to the other day send her a picture of two Christmas cookies that I ate at my boss's because she makes bomb cookies. And I was like, here's my snack. And she (laughs) thumbs down it and was like, yeah. Maybe we don't want to eat this. The same thing with my, I have a nutritional therapist and uh, I talk with her probably once a month and it just really helps to like hold me accountable. And I know that I'm going to talk to her about how I've been eating and how I've been feeling. And it's just, it's hard to go through life alone. It's hard to do things on your own. So having a partner in crime to go with you and, and talk it through makes things way easier. We've talked a lot about surrounding yourself kind of with this tribe of people to build you up. So like maybe you have a therapist and someone that's helping you with nutrition and someone, you know, that's helping you with fitness. Like surround yourself with an army of people across all areas of your life, a mentor, what whoever it is mm-hmm. that will build you up and they can provide you feedback throughout the year too. And now you're just adding a New Year's resolution buddy to that that group of amazing people. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about resolutions and we've alluded to this idea of a New Year's mantra or a New Year's theme. So I kind of want to go into what I envision that for me personally. And Nina, obviously you chime in. Mm -hmm. I connect with this because in my job, so I do marketing for credit unions and we provide them with marketing plans. And when we're creating what they're going to do for the year, like what the plan of action is for them. They don't start with nitty gritty goals. They start with these big umbrella objectives, maybe like three to five, five tops. These big overarching themes that then any goal that you create more specifically funnels into. I love that. So for me, it really makes sense because I do it every day for work. So I would like to share mine. Please. Um, Because I thought about it a lot after watching an inspiring documentary that I will talk about in one second, a little bit. Oh my gosh, I watched it too. I texted you like, oh my God, you have to watch it. No, no, no. And I did. (laughs) That's exactly what I sounded like. And I'm making text motions again that no one can see. It's okay, I can see. So the mantra that I have connected with is more life with less. So I want everything that I do, every action I take, I want to have more meaning and value and purpose in my life with less of the stress, less of the physical things. I think there's a lot more to live of life that I've not done and a lot of things that I can shed. So this was inspired by one of my favorite podcasts, The Minimalists. We've listened to them before. We've talked about this. You were on a big kick last year. Oh my goodness. I was obsessed with the Minimalist podcast. I listened to it every day on the way to work. And then they had to take a break because they went on a tour. Right. Um, I'm not sure if that's the tour that is the documentary. Mm -hmm. But if you guys haven't checked it out, it just came out on Netflix. It's December 5th, I think, not too long ago. Uh, And it is Amazing. It's called Minimalism, a documentary about the important things. And it is life changing. I forgot how much I loved them until I saw this documentary last night. Um, it's just, uh, we're 
honestly going to have a whole podcast on minimalism because it's something that really, really resonates with the both of us. It's about taking away all of the things that don't serve you and provide value in your life. A lot of it has to deal with consumerism. A lot of it has to deal with the stuff, the excess stuff in our lives. Um, But it doesn't even have to be materialistic things. It really could be anything like personal things that aren't serving you, Mm -hmm. food that isn't serving you, relationships that aren't serving you. They talked about basically that American culture has become a culture of junk. Like we just like manufacture a bunch of cheap garbage. If you look at the toys that our kids are buying, for instance, it's just garbage, a bunch of cheap, crappy garbage. If you look at the food we eat, it's all mass manufactured. And so you get it at a cheap price. You don't think McDonald's, but it's it's garbage food. And so that's, I think, where the idea of does this bring me joy and fill me and bring me value. It, it, it Like you said, it, it does go across all sorts of different categories. What I liked about the documentary specifically was, so if you listen to our podcast, we highly encourage you to yes, listen to it. absolutely. Their particular journey about living in corporate America, being thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in debt, realizing that they had nothing but all this stuff is basically their story. They, I think took it a little more extreme than I would like to. Like they get rid of family photos. You know, they, they do a lot of scanning, different stuff with that. I, I There are some things that I just don't want to part with. I think maybe more than than they do. So what I liked about this documentary and what inspired my mantra and really got me thinking about doing this is the different stories of ways minimalism was adapted for people's individual lifestyles. So it's not like you walk into someone's house and there's like a table and that's it. Because that's kind of what I had envisioned minimalism to be. It showed the stories of all of these people who had made it their own thing, which really inspired me to be able to make it my own thing. It, It just really resonated with me. Yeah, so what I really liked is they really promote that minimalism can be for anybody and it can be however you want it. So like Ryan and Joshua, they might be happy with wearing the same black shirt every day and they only have one pair of shoes and one table and like nothing else in their apartment. But it's really just getting rid of whatever doesn't serve you. So if you have a million books that you like and they provide value in your life, then keep your books. If you really appreciate clothing and that's your thing, then have a closet with more clothes in it. You know what I mean? It's just about ridding yourself. And so the the reason I connected so much with that and this episode is I feel like that's kind of my mantra for going into the new year is to listen to my mind and my body and release anything that doesn't serve me. That's my mantra. Can that be? It's a long one. Yeah, it, it can be whatever you want. There's no rules on the mantras. There's no rules. It can be whatever you want. You're so right. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that it's the way to go for 2017. Yeah, I think what's great about it is you can do anything in your life day to day and do like a gut check and like maybe review your week, maybe like a weekly review and say like, did the things I do this week serve this mantra that I, you know, did that actually fall in line with the mantra I've created for this year. You can just, everything you do, channel it back to that bigger theme. And I think you can set smaller goals for yourself if that will help keep you on track. Because nothing is wrong with goals. I think goals are good. We had a whole podcast about goals. Right. We like goals. I like goals. I think that goals give you a nice 
road to follow throughout your year, your week, your day, whatever you're making a goal about, you know, it's a good road to follow. But when you have, like you said, this overarching idea or whatever we're going to call it, I think that it gives you leeway to not think that your goals are set in stone. The goals don't define you. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. You define the goals. I'm just, (laughs) I'm pulling like Yoda talk. You're Buddha tonight. I am. Liz is the new Buddha. (laughs) Yes. So I think this year we'll share how we're doing periodically with our mantras throughout the year. I think let's make that a goal for us to tie in certain episodes, come back to this and revisit it. Now that you're saying that, I kind of had an idea pop in my head. So if you're a journaler, or maybe if you're not, maybe this could be something you pick up for the year. But um, what if you did once a week or once a month, whatever works for you, rewrite your mantra or rewrite your 2017 theme and then have a check-in with yourself and say, what are things you did throughout that week or that month? Or I don't know, maybe every three months that you have done to achieve that mantra. I think that's a great idea because I'm just starting to get into journaling. And I might've mentioned this on previous podcasts. I need prompts. Like I've looked on Pinterest for writing prompts, like different ideas for, you know, three places I want to go on vacation. I can't just... I think you're better about just opening up the book and writing all your feelings. I'm trying. No, that's great. <laughs> I just can't do that. I, I need some guidance. I, I think starters need guidance. So that is a way to do it, it, to follow a plan like that. At least once a week, that's content for you to do. I had another thought too, which is kind of creative. You're feeling all sorts of Yeah, I don't know. Tonight. They're just it's the, the wine. wine. <laughs> <laughs> so you could take your planner, your new fresh planner for 2017 and just flip through random pages. So flip through and pick up a date and write your mantra down. And then that's the day where you're going to regroup and think about all the things you did. Then flip through and just pick another random page and then pick a date. And that's the date that you're going to talk about your mantra. I don't know. That way it's not so like I have to do this every week or I have to do this at the first of every month. It's kind of a surprise when you open up your planner and see what you got. Yeah. You live so much more freer than me. I'm like, I need to know on this date that I'm... And you're like, go with the flow. But that's the differences in people's personalities. I need a little bit of your personality and maybe you need a little bit of my personality. This is true. The yin and the yang. So deep tonight. The ebb and the flow. I'm Buddha tonight too. Look at me. (laughs) So guys, I am super interested in your mantra, your theme. Please share them with us because maybe we can use them for future years. What if we made a post on Facebook once the new year starts? Scratch that out. We are going to make a post on Facebook once the new year starts and we're going to write down what's your theme? What's your mantra? And then we can all read each other's and we can all hold each other accountable for the year. Definitely. So as soon as you're done listening to this episode, go call up your friend, talk to them about how you want to be their accountability partner. They might think you're a little bit crazy, but just let them know you talk to the Wine and if Shine podcast host. Friend, then they won't think you're crazy. They'll True. Like, Let's do it. As always, we love getting your feedback, be it your mantras or anything else. So please connect with us on social media. We're on Instagram at Wine and Shine Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. We have our blog, which is starting to have a lot of regular content. It's really great. Um, that's wineandshinepodcast.com. Send us an email to wineandshinepodcast at gmail.com. And please be a dear and click 
subscribe to this podcast and give us some nice little stars and tell us you think we're wonderful. Right now, we have five stars, which I'm really excited about, but we only have six reviews. So I would love to see more reviews, even if you don't think we're five stars. Give us three stars. I would. I just want to know. I just want to know how we can improve and make this podcast better. Your New Year's mantra is to give one time <laughs> yeah. podcast feedback. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Okay, guys. So we are here to send you off into the new year. We hope that you have good luck with your accountability partner, that you write down a wonderful mantra slash theme, and that you have some good goals to kind of follow up underneath that. We will be your accountability partners. We're rooting for you. If you need us. Anytime. So on that note, we will catch you next week. We have some really, really exciting guests. I'm like too excited that I want to share, but I can't share yet. You just stay tuned because the amount of people that are going to be on here sharing their wisdom and empowering our listeners. I'm so happy and I'm so excited. It's great. All right. We will catch you guys next week for episode 11. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.